Welcome to Leveling the Playing Field, the podcast where we break down the delusions, fallacies, and misunderstandings about markets, investing, and risk. I'm your host, Ken Goldberg, and I've spent the last four decades immersed in the world of finance and investments, from big Wall Street firms to the Chicago trading floor. I founded and sold three hedge funds, won the World Cup trading championship, and my insights have been highly sought after as the most read outside contributor at thestreet.com. In this podcast, it's just you and me deep diving into the topics that most investors just don't understand. I'll be sharing my experiences, observations, and strategies to help you level the playing field and make more informed decisions. So let's go. Well, today's episode is bringing some great news, and that is for the people who have a plan and are prepared to await the good news opportunity, because one is coming and it's going to be amazing. The bad news is, is that it is not now, nor will it be likely in 2024. However, 2025 looks like it will be perhaps the greatest stock opportunity ever created, or at least in most of our lifetimes. So let's take a look at that. I want you to go to the first chart, chart one below, and that is a really phenomenal picture. What that tells us, well, first of all, in the, in the top panel, there are three panels. In the top panel of that chart, we can see the S&P 500 on a weekly basis. So each one of those vertical bars is a week of data. And you can see all the way back on the upper left-hand corner, you can see the all-time high in January of 2022. Then you can see that big crash down into the October of 2022 low. And then we can see this humongous rally in the past 12 months from October of 2022 up until current prices where the S&P is within a spit of its old all-time high. Is it going to get to a new all-time high? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. We're about to find out because time has run out. How do we know that? So look into the middle panel and you'll see what's called the Study of National Association of Active Investment Managers. This is showing uh, money managers, not mutual fund managers that passively buy stocks and hold them forever. This is active money managers and hedge fund managers that report their exposure to the market. And as you can see, they're currently on the right-hand side in blue. You can see 97.32 is their average market exposure. That means 97% of their cash is in the market. The only other time in the past two years that the managers were on average more than right now was this past summer of 2023's 101 0.82, almost 102% uh, exposure. That means that they were 100% in the market and they had borrowed 2% of money they didn't have. So they were leveraged 
at that point. And as you can see straight above, that was the high in the summer of 2023 when they became so certain that markets were only going to go higher that they were leveraged to the upside. Okay. The only other time ever that active managers were more exposed to stocks and in fact more leveraged was at the November of 2021 high when the Russell 2000, the value line and the NASDAQ all peaked. And as you know, uh, two months later or a month and a half later at the all time, all time high, as you can see, the leverage and the exposure had come down. So what does this tell us? This tells us that the S&P is back up to almost its all time high. In doing so, it's at a level of money manager exposure. Basically, they're all in. They don't have any more money at 97. This is a week old. So they don't have any more money at 97% exposure. They could borrow like they did last summer. That didn't go well. That essentially was the peak of that market rally. And of course, when they borrowed even more, when they went to about 107% of their cash, borrowed 7%, above their cash, that was the all-time high. So not a good idea to be in the market and, and certain that the market can only go higher when this very active, very professional, highly paid group of so-called market gurus, at least they believe themselves to be, become fully invested in the market. In other words, they're not only drinking their coffee, they're sniffing it and they are all in. So now let's go down to the third panel, which is the most interesting. This is tracking the most bearish manager stock exposure. And when at the place of those red arrows, that is when the most bearish stock managers of all have turned bullish. In other words, when that bar moves to positive, as you can see, it's just moved to plus one on the right-hand side. You see a blue bar with a white one in the middle of it. That tells us that, in fact, the bears are now bullish. On a net basis, the bears have given up their downside bet and they're now bullish. Well, let's see what happens when they typically get bullish. Well, the last time they got bullish was July of this summer, right when the average investment, active investment manager became 102% exposed. That's when the bears last became bullish. That marked the summer high. So as you can see, most of the time, the bearish managers are bearish. But when they finally get bullish, like these red arrows show, the rally is over. They've thrown in the towel. And that has just occurred now. It's at plus one. Can it get to plus eight? Maybe. Can it get to plus 15? Maybe. But none of those were good times to be long. If you look back to the left, if you stayed in the market at every time in the past several years that the bears became bulls, you would have had to be the best trader out there to stay in, sell the top, and avoid the decline. What, what typically happens is, People get in, they say, well, even though it's plus one, even though the bears have now become bulls, I think I can outsmart them and ride with them and then get out in time. That's the lie we tell ourselves that never comes to be the case. It never turns out to be true. We fool ourselves into believing that we can do the impossible 
And in fact, the average outcome finds us. What's the average outcome? Well, when the average investor gets too exposed at the wrong time, the average investor loses. What do they typically lose? Well, from the all-time high in 2021 until the October of 2022 decline, that was about a 30% loss. This might even be a bigger one. So if you think you can grab another 2 or 3% at the most, 5%, and avoid what's likely a 30 to 50% decline, again, look in the mirror, ask yourselves how many times that's worked for you. And if it's worked for you, good luck. If it hasn't worked for you, you might want to take some profits, put some sell stops in place, and really consider whether or not that's your best game plan. But this is objective data. This is not someone's opinion. This is what history has shown happens to the smartest investment managers out there, the active investment managers, and the bearish managers. When the bears become bulls and when the active investment managers get to 100% exposure, when they don't have any cash to buy any dips, they've bought all the dips, that's the time to exit the market. And that's what we're seeing right here and right now. All right, now let's look at chart number two. Chart number two is something that I've shown a couple times in the past uh, six months as we've been forecasting that the Fed is done raising rates. Now, the Fed last raised rates in the summer and everybody predicted that there was gonna be at least one or two more rate hikes into the fall. That has not occurred. We actually put out a graphic in one of our past episode showing that if the Fed made even one more rate hike, they would be making a massive mistake. And so far, they have not made that massive mistake. That's only because they made a massive mistake in the last two years, raising rates so high so fast. So they've already made all their mistakes. They run out of mistakes to make. And they're about to reduce interest rates because they know they've raised them too much and they've shut down the economy. And all of the positive economic comparisons that are coming out are coming out with manipulated data. So there's nothing good about the economy that we can hear from the news that's not manipulated data. It's even it's either manipulated from the government or it's manipulated from the media or it's manipulated from the companies who have doctored their books, who have bought back shares to hide the fact that their earnings are falling. Right? If you buy back your shares, then you have less shares to divide your earnings among. And the earnings per share appears to be stable or rising. Well, that's because you got less shares, not because you're making more money. So that's called uh, financial engineering. And that's what's been going on. Here is a chart that shows what happens. This isn't manipulated. This is the government release of interest rate policy. And it shows that every single time, not most of the time, not usually, but every single time, you can see it there in red writing, the government ends their sharply rising interest rate hiking cycle, which they've just done, and moves to a non-hiking or lowering interest rate cycle, which they are now in. They're in the non-hiking portion. They're about to be in the lowering of interest rates portion every single time that has resulted 
in an S&P 500 and every other stock market index plunge every single time for the past 70 years. This data goes back to the 1950s, 70 years ago. So every single time in the past 70 years, when this current right now situation has come to be, the result has been a stock market plunge. Now, let's see what that might range from. In 1990, that only produced a 20% market decline. In 1957, off our left side, in 1961, you can see some 22s and some 28% stock market plunges. But you can also see in the 1970s, a 48%er. In the 1970s earlier, a 36%er. In the 1980s, a 34%er. In the 2001 and 2 time period, a 49%er. And then in the 2008, seven, eight, nine, a 56% decline. So here we are at the far right with a cycle that it's just beginning because the Fed has stopped hiking and is now not doing anything, preparing to lower interest rates. You see that big yellow box with high risk December 2023 warning because a stock market plunge is historically forecast. There is no time period in the past 70 years that this interest rate scenario has arrived and the market has not plunged. So to believe it's not gonna happen this time would be absolutely ludicrous. You would be basing your decision on absolute dreams and hopes and desires, what we call hopium. You'd be smoking hopium in order to believe that with 70 years of data showing 11 or 12 instances of the exact same scenario that we're currently in, all of which resulted in stock market plunges ranging from 20 to 56%, to believe that one is not going to occur is lunacy. Therefore, let's use this data to protect the incredible rally that we've seen just since October, and not to mention since October of 2022 when the market bottomed. Everyone is back to rich. We're not as rich as we were at the all-time high. Even if the indices have returned to all-time highs, most of our portfolios don't represent or are not represented by the Dow Jones. We're mostly represented by broader indices like the Russell, and the Russell's not at all-time highs. In fact, it's 20% below all-time highs. So in fact, this is a great opportunity to realize that 12 out of 12 times in the past 70 years, this current scenario that we're just entering has resulted in a stock market plunge. And to avoid that stock market plunge's impact, on your portfolio, on your wealth, you can use these current prices to exit or reduce exposure or use stop losses to protect for any decline and not give back the profits that the market has given you. Now, if you think about it, you haven't earned those profits. All you've done is been in the market. The market has gifted you the 2023 rally. Remember a year ago at the end of 2022, 
when everyone was moping because they'd just taken a 35% hit to 40% hit or more in their 401ks and their portfolios. And everyone was looking at each other saying, I wish I had gotten out a year ago at the top. Well, here you are back close to the top and undisputable evidence right in front of our eyes with this chart is glaring a warning to take some action this time so that you don't have to a year from now say the same thing to yourselves that you said a year ago, which is, I wish I would have known. Well, now you know. It's here. I'm telling it to you again. And this is the opportunity to save your wealth, to save your plans, to save your future, to save your retirement, and take some action, even if you don't take all your money out of the market, even if you don't protect all your money, this is an opportunity to take action, to take control, to not be subject to what the market does to you, to come up with a plan that you can do to the market, which is you can take the profits that you've made, that have been made for you and gifted to you, and lock them in and retain them and retain the wealth. Because like I said, late 2024 to mid 2025 is gonna present an opportunity to buy assets, stocks for sure, real estate for sure, Bitcoin for sure at much lower prices than they are right now. So get ready, we're here, we got you. Thanks. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. Hey, I really wanted to thank everyone for honoring us and taking the time to listen to our show. There's, of course, tens of thousands of podcasts out there now, and we're grateful that you find the time to come back and listen to ours. Just know that we got you. <laughs>